September 29th. Our reading in the New Testament today will be from the book of Philippians chapter 1. We'll go through verses 1 through 26. Paul writes, For me to live is Christ. But he did more than write that statement. You know, he lived it. Jesus Christ is mentioned 18 times in this chapter and is seen involved in many aspects of Paul's life. We'll read about his friends. See, Paul loved the saints in Philippi. He thought about them, prayed for them, and longed to see them. Christ made this fellowship possible. We'll read about his circumstances. He was a prisoner not of Rome, but of Jesus Christ, and his chains were in Christ. See, Paul was practicing what he was preaching, and it worked. You think first of Christ when circumstances are difficult? Put him first even in the hard times of life. We'll read about his future as well. Paul's life was definitely in danger. If he lost the trial, he could be killed as an enemy of Rome. But listen, when Christ is your life, death is not your enemy, and you have the assurance of being with Christ when this life ends. And with that, let's begin our reading today in the New Testament. September 29th, Philippians chapter 1, verses 1 through 26. This letter is from Paul and Timothy, slaves of Christ Jesus. It is written to all of God's people in Philippi who believe in Christ Jesus, and to the elders and deacons. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. Every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. I always pray for you. And I make my request with a heart full of joy, because you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ from the time you first heard it until now. And I am sure that God, who began the good work within you, will continue His work until it is finally finished on that day when Christ Jesus comes back again. It is right that I should feel as I do about all of you, for you have a very special place in my heart. We have shared together the blessings of God, both when I was in prison and when I was out, defending the truth and telling others the good news. God knows how much I love you and long for you with the tender compassion of Christ Jesus. I pray that your love for each other will overflow more and more, and that you will keep on growing in your knowledge and understanding. For I want you to understand what really matters so that you may live pure and blameless lives until Christ returns. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation, those good things that are produced in your life by Jesus Christ, for this will bring much glory and praise to God. And I want you to know, dear brothers and sisters, that everything that has happened to me here has helped to spread the good news. For everyone here, including all the soldiers in the palace guard, knows that I am in chains because of Christ. And because of my imprisonment, many of the Christians here have gained confidence and become more bold in telling others about Christ. Some are preaching out of jealousy and rivalry, but others preach about Christ with pure motives. They preach because they love me, for they know the Lord brought me here to defend the good news. Those others do not have pure motives as they preach about Christ. They preach with selfish ambition, not sincerely, 
intending to make my chains more painful to me. But whether or not their motives are pure, the fact remains that the message about Christ is being preached. So I rejoice, and I will continue to rejoice. For I know that as you pray for me and as the Spirit of Jesus Christ helps me, this will all turn out for my deliverance. For I live in eager expectation and hope that I will never do anything that causes me shame, but that I will always be bold for Christ, as I have been in the past, and that my life will always honor Christ, whether I live or I die. For to me, living is for Christ, and dying is even better. Yet if I live, that means fruitful service for Christ. I really don't know which is better. I'm torn between two desires. Sometimes I want to live, and sometimes I long to go and be with Christ. That would be far better for me. But it is better for you that I live. I am convinced of this, so I will continue with you so that you will grow and experience the joy of your faith. Then when I return to you, you will have even more reason to boast about what Christ Jesus has done for me. Here's the deal. You know what I want to do this weekend? As I was reading this passage, and all it is was Paul was just laying out his heart for the people. And I thought, you know what? I'd like to do that. Is Let's put aside the theological arguments for a moment. And let me just share why I do what I do and what this is all about. Okay, so let me, if I can take off the, the church hat, the pastor hat, whatever else you think this is about a church service sermon time um, I really have one huge desire for me and for you this is the biggest thing in my life Matthew chapter 25 verse 21 the verse says his master replied well done good and faithful servant it's talking about the master returning. It's talk about Jesus coming. And that phrase, well done, good and faithful servant. Look, I'm not going to say I don't care what you think about me, but I don't care a whole lot, okay, what you think of me in that sense or what people think of me. In comparison to this, my whole life, I want to live it in such a way that when I die and I'm actually standing before God okay the most terrifying moment of our lives I mean I know we're secured everything else but it's still freaky right let's just be honest the thought of seeing God and coming before the throne of God there still remains a fear in us even those of us who are secure and it's a good fear because he's a lot greater than we are and the thought of coming before that throne, and it could be any second. It could be before I finish this message. It's that real. Any second now, I'm going to be before that throne. And all I care about is what comes out of his mouth. And will he say those two words? As I'm trembling before the throne, I don't know if that's what it's going to be like. If I'm going to see the throne, if I'm going to be trembling or what, and there's this being, but I just picture in my head and I just think, what if 
as I'm before this throne of Almighty God, I hear two words come out of his mouth, well done. At that point, I go, okay, I did it. (laughs) You know, like, I mean, is there anything you're going to care about at that moment when you're before the throne of God? That's what this is about. Is I want to prepare you for that moment too. It's not just about me. I want to say the things I need to say, do the things I need to do and everything else. Not to win his love or anything else, but there's something about, he talks about how the way we live our lives, it, 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 earns, it does earn some eternal rewards for us. But more than that, the reward to me is to have my creator look at me, Francis Chan, this being he made, and go, well done. That is more important to me than anything else. And I'll be honest, it's a selfish thing. That doesn't have to do with you. Um, I don't love you more than myself or nearly as much as myself. I'm sorry to say that. I just got to confess. I really love myself. And and first and foremost, I want to hear those words out of the mouth of God to me. There's nothing I want on this earth more than that. That's why I don't care about stuff that much. In fact, if it's better off with less stuff in order to hear those words and give it to me. That's why I don't, I, sure, I like to be popular, I like to be loved, but you know what? More than anything, i got to hear those words. And so if you got to hate me in order for me to hear those words, hate me. Psalm 71, verses 1 through 24. The psalmist reviews a life of dependence on God. The Lord cared for him at birth, and he trusted the Lord as a youth. God taught him when he was young, and was with him during his mature years. Now he is old, and he prays that God will not abandon him. Well, as we uh, read this psalm, we'll discover the ideal way to spend old age as a Christian. Devote time to prayer, and trust the Lord to help you. Instead of complaining about what's wrong, praise God for his righteousness and goodness. Practice continual prayer, continual praise, and continual hope. Depend on His strength and use every opportunity to witness for Him. Ask God to make you a walking wonder who will point people to Christ. Keep a song on your lips and in your heart. After all, the best is yet to come. Psalm 71, verses 1 through 24. O Lord, you are my refuge. Never let me be disgraced. Rescue me, save me from my enemies, for you are just. Turn your ear to listen and set me free. Be to me a protecting rock of safety, for I am always welcome. Give the order to save me, for you are my rock and my fortress. My God, rescue me from the power of the wicked from the clutches of cruel oppressors. O Lord, you alone are my hope. I've trusted you, O Lord, from childhood. Yes, you have been with me from birth. From my mother's womb you have cared for me. No wonder I am always praising you. My life is an example to many, because you have been my strength and protection. That is why I can never stop praising you. I declare your glory all day long. And now, in my old age, don't set me aside. Don't abandon me 
when my strength is failing. For my enemies are whispering against me. They are plotting together to kill me. They say, God has abandoned him. Let's go and get him. For there is no one to help him now. Oh, God, don't stay away. My God, please hurry to help me. Bring disgrace and destruction on those who accuse me. May humiliation and shame cover those who want to harm me. But I will keep on hoping for you to help me. I will praise you more and more. I will tell everyone about your righteousness all day long. I will proclaim your saving power. For I am overwhelmed by how much you have done for me. I will praise your mighty deeds, O Sovereign Lord. I will tell everyone that you alone are just and good. O God, you have taught me from my earliest childhood, and I have constantly told others about the wonderful things you do. Now that I am old and gray, do not abandon me, O God. Let me proclaim your power to this new generation your mighty miracles to all who come after me. Your righteousness, O God, reaches to the highest heavens. You have done such wonderful things. Who can compare with you, O God? You have allowed me to suffer much hardship, but you will restore me to life again and lift me up from the depths of the earth. You will restore me to even greater honor and comfort me once again. Then I will praise you with music on the harp, because you are faithful to your promises, O God. I will sing for you with a lyre, O Holy One of Israel. I will shout for joy and sing your praises, for you have redeemed me. I will tell about your righteous deeds all day long, for everyone who tried to hurt me has been shamed and humiliated. Proverbs 24, verses 9 and 10. The schemes of a fool are sinful. Everyone despises a mocker. If you fail under pressure, your strength is not very great.